happy Tuesday, everybody. Welcome back into Mining Stock Daily, continuing the day with a corporate update from Arizona Sonoran Copper Company. They trade on the TSX with ASCU and on the OTCQX with ASCUF. Uh, there was news out of the company earlier this morning. We'll get to that in just a minute. But we'll, we are going to welcome in CEO George Ogilvie for a general corporate update. There's a number of news items here, George, that uh, would love to get your corporate editorial take on. Uh, let's con- let's first focus on the continued infill program at Park Sailor. Uh, you put out news uh, it, actually a couple weeks ago here um, with this infill program, but actually you I, the highlight here was really you hit the best hole drilled on the property of 340 meters at 1.22 percent total copper continuous mineralization here. Uh, you know I, I've said this before with you on the podcast, but Park Sailor is like I don't think you can miss it. <laughs> like I don't think a drill hole can miss anything. Yeah, no, we're obviously delighted with those results and it's confirming the maiden resource that we put out in uh, September of this year. So as the listeners may remember, at that point in time, we had a about 130 million tonnes of better than 1% copper uh, in the ground, of which about 115 million tonnes of that was uh, uh, leachable material. And uh, I think the grade of that was 1.06 total soluble copper. So you know, the infill drilling program uh, is confirming that um, this deposit has a lot of continuity to it and uh, extremely high grade by today's underground standards. And uh, that's going to bode well when it comes to eventually incorporating it into a pre-feasibility study and converting resources to uh, mineable reserves, which, as we know, are economically viable. And therefore, that'll feed through into the project economics and financials. Yep. Uh, you're, you're drilling here on 250-foot centers. Uh, also, we've mentioned this before. Uh, you're on track uh, to, to to update uh, this resource in the Q1. Uh, I know this news release was a, a couple of weeks ago, but uh, has anything changed since then? No, nothing's changed. We're on schedule. Um, the drilling, as you rightly pointed out, will be physically completed before the end of the first quarter of next year. It does take some eight to ten weeks to get the assays back from the laboratory, although we believe that process is going to be speeded up now that we've got our own uh, sample prep facility actually on site. Um, But assuming it's eight to ten weeks to get all the assays back, sometime before the end of the second quarter, we'll have an internal updated resource on Park Salier, which would take it into an indicated category. And that can then be fed over to our mining engineers and the consultants who will be assisting us on the rescope PFS. And as we know, any indicated resources that make it over into that mine plan, you know, obviously would be uh, in the uh, probable reserve category. Mm-hmm. So let's take a, you know, this is probably the last time you and I chat before the end of the year. Let's give a little glimpse of what 2023 looks like. You mentioned a preparation for that technical report as a pre-feasibility study. You're estimating Q4 2023, potentially Q1 2024. We all know how these goes. <laughs> so we'll, we'll, you know, you got to put some t- sort of timeline out there. But what else is going to happen as this technical report, this potential mine plan, economics of the project gets put into uh, some light reading for all the investors and the team? What else is going, do you anticipate to happen in 2023? What is the team looking forward to? 
Well, I think the uh, the testing with uh, the Newton technology could be quite material. Uh, obviously, the physical uh, column tests are well underway now, and uh, we should expect to see the first preliminary results from the Newton technology at some juncture before the end of the uh, the first quarter next year. If those results look promising, then uh, there's an ability then for the company to start opening up discussions with Rio on a potential commercial agreement. And again, as the column uh, results continue to come through throughout the year, and uh, if there's an ability to negotiate a fair and reasonable commercial agreement with Rio, both for our shareholders and obviously the uh, the Rio group, then there's an ability to layer that into that Rescope PFS at some juncture towards the end of the year or early 2024. The project doesn't need the Newton technology to succeed, but of course, if we could get access to an additional 1.7 billion pounds of primary sulphide copper in the ground, uh, that obviously would be, you know, hugely accretive for the project and would be highly beneficial for the for the shareholders of the company. George, how are you balancing a hypothetical news out of Rio Tinto Newton and this Newton technology? Balancing that with the technical report pre-feasibility study you'll be working on through 2023. What if halfway, six months into 2023, you get positive news from Rio Tinto? Do you do you try to incorporate that into the pre-FS and kind of put that, you know, and, and kind of hold off on publishing that, knowing that everything, you know, a lot of that changes, the economics change a little bit? Or do you publish the PFS without the Newton technology and those economics? Well, it's a great question, and right now we're running a dual process that if uh, both processes stick to the current schedule, there is an ability to layer the Newton technology and all the upside of that into that rescope PFS by the fourth quarter or early 2024. Uh, if, for example, let's say the Newton technology um, you know, didn't prove successful or it's going to be delayed... I think in our situation, we would continue with our base case plan. Um, we believe that we're going to have a very robust project with strong economic returns, and there's no reason to delay the publish publication of that report um, You know, if the Newton technology is either unsuccessful with the first recipes being tried or there's delays on that side. I think we'd still want to go forward and put out our base case. Okay. Uh, and I think that was prevalent with this morning's news, actually. You've installed a uh, a, a on-site metallurgical and sample uh, prep lab. Uh, so you're going about doing the things that you know are in your control with you and your team. Uh, give, us a, give us an idea of why this was important for the general cactus, the overall cactus project, to be able to get this on-site and, and, and do your thing. Well, we're finding significant delays at the uh, the assay lab that we're using. Uh, as I said earlier, it's taking anywhere between 8 to 10 weeks now to turn around assays. Earlier this year, those numbers were up to 12 to 14 weeks, and we just can't wait three months to, uh, to get the, the confirmed assays to come in. So we believe going forward, based on the amount of drilling that we'll actually be doing and of course, uh, the ongoing drilling, uh, it makes perfect sense to have the prep lab on our site. We think that'll cut down the uh, turnaround times by at least three to four weeks. And subsequently, we should be looking somewhere in and around 
you know, sort of four to five weeks to have the assays returned as we head into uh, to early 2023. Uh, so you've manned up that lab. Tell us who you had to bring in uh, to get this thing going. Well, we've manned up the lab, but we've uh, also strengthened our, our technical team. So we've brought in a gentleman by the name of uh, Greg Phillips, who's going to be our process superintendent. Uh, he's a 40-year veteran. He was involved with the building of uh, Carlotta and uh, also spent time with uh, Tiseco and uh, on the Florence uh, project about 40 miles uh, east of us. He's a native to Arizona and actually lives uh, local. So he's very close to the uh, both uh, the main office in Tempe and also the, the project site in Casa Grande. And then to assist on the engineering side, we've also brought in uh, Graham Skinner. Graham's a 25-year veteran, has worked with our chief operating officer in the past, and uh, he brings a lot of uh, knowledge to the table, particularly with respect to underground mining. At this juncture in time, obviously, Cactus East and probably Park Salier are going to be our two core assets that generate the highest margins for us. So in essence, what we're doing, Trevor, is we're just strengthening the uh, the owner's team in anticipation for uh, the rescope PFS and, you know, being able to guide and sort of lead the consultants. And then uh, in 2024, on the back of a bankable feasibility study and project financing, you know, we're going to be in a strong position because we will have further added to the team, you know, to take this thing forward as far as, you know, uh, EPCM is concerned. And we would expect that we would have the knowledge and skill set within the company, certainly to, to be able to manage that process as we look, you know, through to the uh, construction and development. Mm-hmm. I, I'm just curious. I know last time you and I chatted, we talked about what uh, Ivanhoe Electric was drilling down dip on that deposit they're drilling very obviously same mineralization continuity as uh, Arizona Sonoran has throughout the year. Only it's 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 deeper, obviously. Uh, you know, continue watching this very closely. What are you taking away from this deposit on the other side of the claims? Well, I mean, it's already an extremely large deposit. I think their maiden resource that they put out was estimating uh, ten billion pounds of copper there and uh, I suspect with the continued drilling that uh, has been undertaken there in the last 18 months when any new resource comes out in 2023 I'm expecting that deposit to to grow substantially Um, and then I think that's really exciting for the whole area because when you start to look at this sort of deposit from a regional perspective Obviously, there's going to be synergies between both respective uh, camps and land packages. And uh, when you start to look at this from a regional perspective, you're probably going to be pushing upwards of 25 billion pounds of copper in the ground in a tier one jurisdiction, i.e. Arizona, on private land with access to water. Um, I mean, it makes for a very, very compelling story, given, you know, the demand and supply fundamentals for copper. As we look forward, you know, in the ensuing decades with decarbonization and the drive for, uh, you know, green energy. So I think the exciting for both sets of companies is uh, extremely exciting. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, A little bit of, uh, you know, interesting news. I mean, obviously positive news. Uh, The American Exploration and Mining Association meeting was uh, last week. 
and it's it, it's not a huge conference, but it is an important conference specific, specifically for mining and exploration companies operating in America. And obviously, we give some love to the Canadians as well uh, during that. Uh, you receive the Environmental Quality Award for environmental excellence in reclaiming and revitalizing the cactus mine. Import, I mean, that's an important award and I think is a testament to the hard work of that historical operation. Uh, give us, you know, just give us a sense of your take on receiving this award and, you know, you know why is Arizona Snorin such a... Uh, a the right recipient to receive this. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was a, an award received jointly. It was also received by the Arizona Department of Environment and Quality. And you may remember on this story when the mine ultimately closed in uh, 1984, it was dormant for 20 years. And then Asarco, the former owner, files for Chapter 11. Um, a lot of the assets are pricked up by Grupo Mexico. This this one wasn't, and it went into a state trust, which Asarco funded with 20 million U.S. dollars. And then over a period of essentially uh, 15 years, ADEQ, uh, you know, began remediating the site. But, you know, there was one area which was the surface stockpile, which wasn't fully uh, remediated, and it was going to take a lot of taxpayers' dollars to clean that site up. And it was one of the justifications that my predecessor used in, in order to acquire this asset out of the trust because when the former stockpile was put there, uh, it was never put on any sort of lined, uh, you know, engineered pad, so to speak. And of course, today with the environmental standards and the, the you know, the level that companies operate at, you know, we would never put that material down on an unlined, unengineered pad. So... As we move forward with the project and we look to, you know, rehandle that stockpile, all of that material ultimately is going to go on to an engineered pad and, and nothing will leave the site. And so over time, the site is going to be fully remediated and brought up to today's modern standards. And of course, that'll all be built in as well into our remediation and closure plan. So I'm happy to say that we've been working very effectively with the Arizona Department of Environment Quality over the last three and a half years since we acquired the property and we've continued to clean up you know some of the, the last remaining remnants and of course all that's really left now as i said is the surface stockpile 2023 is going to be a very important obviously very busy year for arizona sonoran uh you've got a lot of work ahead of you uh, there's no doubt that you and the team have the uh, willpower and uh, the the resources to get this done uh, so george i wish you and the team nothing but the uh, all the best in the new year and merry christmas and i appreciate you always coming on here frequently and giving us your updates thank you trevor merry christmas to you too merry- Merry Christmas to you. That's Arizona Sonoran Copper. Again, trading on the TSX with ASCU and on the OTCQX with ASCUF. The information presented should not be considered investment advice. Mining Stock Daily and its affiliates are not responsible for any loss arising from any investment decision in connection with the material presented herein. Please do your own research or speak with a licensed financial representative before making any investment decisions.